Serial Entrepreneur. Hello and welcome to the Serial Entrepreneur podcast brought to you by Startups Magazine. My name is Anna Flockett and I'm the editor and I will also be your host. And today I am super excited to be talking to Andrew Gibbon, Head of Growth at Epos Hybrid, a food tech startup who are doing a lot in the current crisis to help businesses within the hospitality sector. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I'm really excited to have, have a chat with you. Brilliant. Thank you. Well, first of all, before we start talking about the effects of coronavirus and what you guys are doing to help, could you just tell us a little bit about what Epos Hybrid does in general and how the company works? Yeah, so Epos Hybrid are a hospitality technology startup predominantly focused in the sort of hospitality sector, delivering Epos technology. So point of sale, kitchen management, delivery management, any sort of operational area within a business, we've kind of developed a product which can manage and control all these different areas. It came out of the real difficulties that these sort of busy hospitality environments have. So especially when Baz, our CEO and founder, he worked in his cousin's pub for a couple of months and he noticed just how everything was really manual, everything was labour intensive, and everything was paper-based, which really creates an environment which promotes mistakes and you know, errors from staff. So Baz, being a, a sort of tech grad and an experienced entrepreneur, he kind of looked at how he could elevate the business and how he could automate and control everything using technology. There was no real um, sort of options or solutions on the marketplace when he was looking. There was lots of solutions that solved one specific area. So there was a solution which did sales, a solution which looked at, at kitchens, a solution which looked at sort of customer management or staff coordination. But there wasn't one platform you know, which could control and manage everything in one central hub. So uh, Baz took it upon himself to start developing this project. And yeah, Epos Hybrid was born from there. Oh, amazing. So how does it work? Is it like an online platform or is it an app or talk me through how it would work? So yeah, absolutely. So we we call it an ecosystem. So we offer a wide range of products. They're all modular products, both hardware and software. And a customer will come to us with their requirements and we can help build them a bespoke solution for their specific business. So it all centers around you know, our core EPOS terminals. So these are your know, touchscreen hardware devices, which they can run their point of sale through, they can process sales, they can look at transactions, they can do everything they want you know, from a typical point of sale unit. But off the back of that, they can then add modules. Um, and these are other hardware software modules. So they can add staff management, they can add kitchen management, they can even add, we've got kitchen displays or customers interactive customer self kiosks. So for example, if a McDonald's style business came along, you know, we can offer them the full solution. We can offer them the point of sale devices, the customer self checkout, the kitchen management, the collection displays. Yeah, so it's, it's a range of hardware and software products which all sort of integrate depending on the customer's requirements. Oh, amazing. And so do you work with pubs and bars and then restaurants and fast food chains, a bit of everything within the hospitality kind of area? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a real diverse customer base we've got. So it's, yeah, everyone from bars uh, bars and clubs through to sort of your casual dining and pop-up through to fine dining and some large you know, fast food chains as well. Oh, amazing. And when did you join the company and what was your background? Tell me a little bit about your journey. Yeah, so I joined the company just over a year ago. It was my one year anniversary last week. So I joined the company right at the stage where they've finished product development and they had a product ready to go to market. So I came to look at that go to market strategy. How can we start onboarding customers and how can we start scaling as a company? My experience, I've got about 10 years in startups. I've run a few of my own startups, my own companies, which I've grown and exited with. And I'm originally from Aberdeen. And 
I wanted to divert my attention into, into technology and wanted to, to get into tech. So I moved, moved to Edinburgh and started working for a tech company down here, worked with them for about a year or so, and then moved through to look at uh, EPOS Hybrid and, and kind of venture into the EPOS space. Cool. And obviously it was a little bit before your time, but like how was the product development with the whole technology that they've used within EPOS Hybrid? How did that work with all the technology involved? Yeah, so there was about a four-year development plan prior to myself joining. Obviously with a normal company, you've got kind of one core product and you'll develop that product and take it to market. With us, you know, our whole USP was a single product with multiple parts, which could control and manage all these different areas of the business. So, you know, that resulted in a vast number of software products, a vast number of hardware products, and having to ensure they all integrate and communicate. So that in itself was it was a massive challenge. And that was just shy of a four-year undertaking to get, you know, a range of products and a range of software ready to go to market. Oh, wow. Sounds like a, a long but worthwhile process. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I guess this is probably one of the challenges, but what sort of challenges has EPOS Hybrid faced along the way of their journey so far? Yeah, definitely the product development. It's certainly getting the product to a stage where we have a product that can compete in the marketplace, I think was one. You would have this comprehensive offering, which all seamlessly syncs and shares data and offers true efficiency for our customers. And that, that was the big hurdle. And that is an ongoing hurdle. You know, we're continually elevating the products. We're continually looking at new features and, and new functionality we can do to help elevate our customers' businesses. Kind of outside that, you know, growth is has been difficult for us. You know, we've scaled really quickly, but the problem problem lay in procedures you know being a startup we didn't have procedures and processes for everything and as we were scaling and growing at a fairly rapid pace we didn't necessarily have the procedures in place to help us maintain and sustain that growth so you know we had to learn on the job we had to implement procedures quickly we had to look at you know this customer growth you know how can we make this sustainable moving forwards so yeah there was a lot of looking at procedures and processes and you know, there was two main areas that were kind of affected looking at operations so how can we elevate our operations to the stage where it can keep up with our growth and again with customer service we offer a fairly complicated product but in a really simple plug and play format for the customers but still there's still a level of customer training customer onboarding that needs to be done and it's about how we can you know, elevate our sales team elevate our marketing team and elevate our customer service team to ensure we can keep up with with the demand so that was the initial challenge and um, within the kind of first six months of, of launching the product and now kind of moving forwards we were growing really efficiently we've got really effective strategies and really sustainable strategies in place and now it is just bringing the right talent so we, we need to you know in a startup environment people are everything you need to bring in the right people everyone is accountable you know everyone needs to execute their jobs quickly and efficiently and these guys you know all of our team need to share the same passion for the product as, as we do it's the same problems and um, that most of these uh, most startups will face is you know bringing the right talent at the right time and um, so that that is an ongoing problem i i assume will will be a problem as we continue to grow as well of course. And for a lot of startups, funding can often be a big challenge. But I want to talk about funding a second with you as I know you guys have recently smashed a crowdfunding campaign, yeah. which is completely amazing for any startup at any time, especially seeing as you were going through it as coronavirus broke out. Tell me more about your crowdfunding campaign, how it went and what's your secret? How did you guys do it? Yeah, so it was a long time in the making. It was something we started thinking about this time last year. So we knew we'd have to do our, our first funding round to help us kind of you know increase and hit that next level of, of growth and we were aiming for about a quarter of a million pounds because that would help us continue the growth trajectory that we're on and help elevate and scale our customer onboarding it was about eight months of, of work behind the scenes 
you know, reaching out and speaking with investors. And one of the positive things that we were bringing to the table was, was we did grow really rapidly. We went from, you know, zero to about 250 customers in the space of uh, about six, seven months. And we onboarded our very first large, large enterprise company as well. So we, we had a really good market fit. We had a really good product and we proved to investors that, you know, we had a really strong, stable product, which was competitive in the market. So that, that really helped. And yes, yeah, so we, we launched our campaign. It was, we used a crowdfunding platform. We used uh, Curbcube. The vast majority of our raise was through networks and through, you know, investors. And then, yeah, we had uh, a large support from the public as well, which was fantastic. And, you know, our target was quarter of a million. We hit just shy of £400,000, which was amazing. One, one of the things is that we did experience, you know, as you mentioned, as we progressed towards the end of our crowdfund and on the end of our investment round, certainly from some of our lead investors, you know, we did have concerns and queries around lockdown and around what effect COVID is going to have on, on our customer base. And obviously it's had a, a massive effect across the hospitality industry, but we were lucky in that we, we do have a range of products. So where our original focus was on point of sale terminals, you know, we had, we could reassure investors by saying, well, you know what, we have the technology to help our customers adapt and we can pivot through to offering our online technology. So helping, you know, restaurant businesses, for example, transform into takeaway businesses as well. And we've continued to onboard customers through the sort of helping them pivot and helping them um, elevate and adapt to the changing marketplaces as well. So that brought a lot of reassurance to our investors and investment base as well. Of course. And I am going to move on to ask you about the COVID crisis and the work you guys are doing. But just while we're still on the funding, the investors seem to obviously love you guys, which is obviously amazing. You are an amazing product. There's no doubt about it. But is there many other startups and businesses in the same space that do similar things to you? I mean, maybe it's just me and I haven't necessarily come across them, but you guys seem a bit different to anything that I've ever come across before. Do you have direct competitors or people doing similar things? Yeah, we do. And the point of sale market is actually quite competitive and there's a large amount of operators and suppliers in the marketplace. But we do kind of three key things to make us different and and make us stand out in what is a fairly crowded market. So we are the only business that can offer this point of sale ecosystem. So most point of sale providers will just do one or two areas of your business. So they will help you with sales and they will help you with accounts or they'll help you with sales and they'll do your kitchen management. We're the only company that can offer you that. And we are, we're also highly price driven as well. So we offer you know, highly competitive pricing to help us facilitate that growth and customer onboarding. And obviously you guys have had massive success with crowdfunding, Crowdcube, um, you said you used have you guys done any other funding and if not would you in the next instance would you look at other avenues or do you think crowdfunding just really works for you guys what what do you think the benefits of crowdfunding are yeah so that was our first funding round i certainly think the fundraising platforms are are fantastic to help with your pr and your brand awareness it really helped us reach a wide variety of investors that we wouldn't be able to speak with or we wouldn't be able to connect with previously. So it was fantastic for that. We are looking to do another round at some point in the future. You know, this round will help us continue scaling within the UK. But I, what we do want to do is, you know, this time next year, depending on the COVID situation, we do want to start looking at international expansion and we do want to start lo- 
look at you know our next funding round if we were used to use crowdfunding platform again i'm not sure it's extremely time consuming far more time consuming than you're know, managing the investors yourself and the vast majority of money that we did raise you know, was raised through network and was raised through investor meetings and things done personally but yeah as i said the crowdfunding platforms they do bring an element of exposure and they do bring extra investment that you wouldn't have been able to secure because you're reaching thousands or tens of thousands of people on the platform which is fantastic of course yeah and it's just amazing to see in the current climate and you know there's a lot of people that are struggling or a lot of people that have kind of decided not to try and fund at the moment because it's so hard so it's really refreshing and nice to see such a positive success story which obviously you guys deserve and I'm sure you would have you'd have smashed it either way but talking about the whole COVID-19 crisis and everything that's going on how's it been for startups I mean how's it been for yourself yeah I think I think it's difficult for everyone I think especially for us you know we've just closed this funding round of £400,000 and we were all prepared and all ready to, to start smashing growth. You know, we were really focusing on driving our customer onboarding, you know, hitting really optimistic onboarding figures and, and revenue figures. And you know, we were really excited for the next stage of our, our, our customer journey or sorry, next uh, of, of our growth journey. But that hasn't happened and we've kind of had to put the brakes on a little bit. You know, we can't go and start investing into the company, investing into our growth when the market's not where it needs to be so in that aspect it's been really difficult for us it's given us opportunity to reposition the business so we've uh, had to adapt and, and respond pretty quickly obviously the hospitality market is one of the industries to be hit hardest in this especially when we're looking at sort of restaurants and things where they're being forced to shut so we had to adapt fairly quickly to that you know we are a point of sale provider providing technology to the hospitality industry and when that hospitality market closes you know we had to kind of adapt and kind of think really quickly about how ourselves as a startup company can still get some money in, can still continue to grow and onboard customers, maybe not the rate we could have with our investment, but certainly we still had to grow in some manner. We adapted and kind of pivoted the business. We focused our attention away from EPOS terminals and sort of face-to-face customer interactions. And we've divert our attention through to our online products. We have a suite of online products which can help our customer base adapt and change to the market. So there's been a surge in the home delivery marketplace and we want to empower our customers to take advantage of this trend you know more and more customers are looking at how they can transform themselves from a a restaurant to a delivery business or to a a home takeaway business Um, and we can help them do that we can help facilitate that pivot we can help facilitate that sort of change in in business model using our online ordering products delivery management products and that's one thing that's really we've seen a really big uh, increase in demand from you is if we didn't pivot if we didn't change our focus from you know face-to-face terminals through to the online product i don't know if we'd be in the same position but we're, we're still managing to grow a smaller percentage growth rate than what we were you know two three months ago but that certainly helped but yeah i think uh, most startups across all industries are struggling i think it depends on who you speak with i think quite a lot of startups are just hunkering down doing what they can trying to make what sales they can but ultimately cutting costs and reducing overheads and just hunkering down for as long as they can and um, until the market does come back and the, the kind of the, the biggest worry among the industry is you know when that consumer confidence is going to come back as well when our consumer is going to, especially for us you know when our consumer is going to have the confidence to go back to restaurants when are we going to be happy to start going back into bars and obviously until that happens you know we don't know time scales we don't know when that's going to happen we don't know how that's going to happen so there's there's a level of uncertainty for us as well and when we really can kickstart our growth again so yeah i think there's a lot of uncertainty unknown at this point in time 
of course and like you're saying talking about the hospitality sector it must be really bad for the industry obviously a lot of industries have been hit but a lot can adapt and like you said you've been able to adapt and pivot and that's amazing and other people will be able to but it's like you hear all these rumors going around which obviously hence the word rumor are just they're not fact but we don't know when lockdown will be finished but we certainly don't know when bars and restaurants and pubs will be open and like i say the rumor is that they will be last to open because it's such confined spaces with a lot of people and you know that so many people will be there when they're fully allowed to and when they get their confidence back surely there's no worry that people aren't going to stop going to pubs and bars and restaurants but how's the i know you've said the uncertainty but how's the industry feeling in general like yeah I think it is one of these things where you know it is going to happen you know consumers are going to start going out to these venues to socialize again at some point in the future i think at the moment especially communicating with our customer base it's all about what we can do now and there's no point in worrying about as and when we can reopen it's kind of like well what can we do now you know if we're a restaurant business can we focus on supplying the the surge in the home delivery market and you know with very quick and easy changes you know we can help facilitate that that pivot for our customers it's also looking at you know what business improvements can we make you know as epos hybrid we're making you know we are we're not growing as uh, at the pace we were a couple months ago and therefore you know we do have some staff free to look at other projects so Internally, we've got a range of exciting projects looking at our position within the, in the business, looking at product development, looking at all these things we can still be looking at, we can still be working on. So when the market does come back, we're bigger and stronger and we're ready to grow rapidly. And we're trying to communicate that through to our customer base as well. It's okay, well, what, what can we do at the moment to facilitate some sort of sales um, to your customers? But it's also how can you prepare your business for when that market does come back? You know, how can you engage your customers keep your customer engaged during this quiet time how can you elevate your business is it looking at introducing new technology is it looking at employing new staff is it looking at you know decorating your venue is it looking at upgrading certain things there's a range of different things these companies can be doing in preparation for when the uh, market gains confidence again and when lockdown ends and to ensure they're in the best position possible to make the most of the remaining months of the year of course and two questions to that the first one would be how easy is it for businesses to pivot and with the help of you guys transforming from restaurants to the delivery service like you said because is there restrictions health-wise and the second one would be is there also the slight worry that when businesses do open back up and people are confident to go back out they might be inundated and be like over busy which obviously is a good worry to have but yeah is that a consensus worry or thought in the industry yeah so in terms of making that switch or if you're a current customer with epos hybrid and you're a sitting restaurant for example we can switch you through to or give you the technology and product that you need to do home deliveries in about five minutes it's a really quick literally switch of a button and we can create that online presence for you and then you know that includes an online ordering website an online uh, mobile app for customers your full delivery management system and live driver tracking so we can manage when an order comes in we can then manage that full order from order placed all the way through to order delivered can be managed on, on our products and that is sort of a five minute switch for our current customer base and we've had a surge in new customers who you know aren't using epos technology or aren't using epos hybrid products at this point in time they can run 
our platform from a single tablet. So any sort of Android tablet, they can offer this online ordering and delivery management options or service to, to their customers. And that, that would take a couple of hours for us to get them up and running. So it is a really low cost, efficient way of adapting to to the market and in terms of you know when the customer or when when the market confidence come back and consumers start socializing again i think yes i think especially the day lockdown ends i think the bars are going to have a surge of people running through the doors waiting for that that first pint and i think at the moment we are just making sure businesses are ready for that because you know that will happen everyone's very eager to get out and start socializing again so you know this surge in demand will happen again so we need to make sure our customer base are prepared for that so that's looking at you know how did they operate before and can we use technology to help make elevate their service and help make their operations more efficient so so if they are using you know handwritten order pads if they are doing everything manually can we look at you know giving them a couple of different products to help you know alleviate that sort of laborious manual tasks to make everything automated make everything trackable and just elevate their customer service so they can cope with bigger demand of course you don't want to get to the pub on the first day out lockdown and they've run out of beer (laughs) no that's it exactly that would be a disaster and you've kind of touched on this a little bit but how's the pandemic affected you guys you know in terms of remote working did you all kind of work remotely before or have you all had to adjust to this like isolation and home working yeah so we've had to adjust quite a bit to it i think we were already using cloud technology in the business so everybody everything's worked on the cloud all of our documents are stored in the cloud all of our emails are so you know for us to work anywhere or work remotely that all those systems were already in place so it was, it was easy enough for us to do kind of being a startup it was part of our culture we wanted people to work where they were comfortable so we already had all that sort of solutions in place and um, the biggest thing we've kind of experienced with the isolation with everyone home working is communication and um, just making sure everyone's communicating making sure everyone's on the same page especially with some of the bigger projects that we're running at the moment kind of making sure everyone's collaborating effectively it's obviously a lot more difficult when you're you know, if you're sitting next to the person you can quickly jump in you can brainstorm together but when you're um working you know in different different cities some of, you know, some of our staff aren't even in edinburgh so it's it's uh yeah it's a little bit more difficult and making sure uh, everyone's working effectively they can and also motivation is the biggest thing as well i think now especially with lockdown being extended i think some people are starting to get fed up so it's about you know how can we keep staff motivated how can we keep staff focused on on doing their job to a really high standard and you know continuing to you know continue to elevate the company and continue to deliver a fantastic service to our customers without kind of losing focus to the end goal yeah of course and what have you guys got planned for the future you know obviously we've touched on this slightly corona short term wise but long term wise did you have a a five year plan that was kind of massively interrupted with the COVID-19 crisis or has it like changed your direction or is the five-year plan still in place and I'm guessing you guys are um, based in Scotland Edinburgh do you guys operate throughout the whole of the UK or just in Scotland and is there you know plans to move further afield? Yeah, so we've kind of got that typical startup five-year plan and ambition of where of where we want to be. We'd obviously just closed our funding round, and you know the plan was as soon as we close that funding round, you know we pedal to the metal and just scale and grow as quickly as we can. And obviously that's been delayed. You know we 
that sort of aggressive growth stage um, has been pushed back and that you know we will execute that those growth plans as and when the hospitality market comes back but you know the covid situation has given us an opportunity to elevate the business and you'll know, do quite a lot of work internally as i mentioned so we're looking at repositioning the business we're doing a lot of product development so we're doing a lot of things now which we probably weren't going to do until potentially next year and um, just because we've got the resources and staff to do it so that's kind of one benefit that has has come out of the situation is that you know as a company we're gonna be in a far better position to rapidly scale when the pandemic um, finishes but yeah in terms of the, the plan so we are looking and uh, we're about 400 users and uh, our customers at the moment and we're looking to scale to about 1200 in march to hit march next year and then we are looking to begin international expansion so at the moment we've got customers throughout the UK. We've got also got some customers international. We've got some customers in India, some customers in Australia as well. And we are kind of looking to expand internationally. So we're looking at expanding into America, being one of our, our target markets. And we're also currently researching you know, the UAE, Australia and, and India um, as potential target markets for our software as well. Our products are already multi-currency, multi-language as well. And we're just kind of looking at what would be the most f- effective way to grow within these markets and sort of begin scaling within the UK, but also uh, for their field as well oh amazing that's so exciting finally then to wrap up today do you have any advice in terms of the coronavirus or just in terms of in startup life in general but do you have any advice for any other startups out there listening yeah i definitely think in in regards to the the pandemic and covid and coronavirus i think the biggest thing is you know doing what you can and you know if if you're not making the same amount of sales as what you were let's look at projects internally let's look at how you can elevate and and grow the business you know whether it's operations whether it's you know customer support what can you do to elevate your business to so when the market does come back so you're stronger and you can deliver a stronger better service to your customers but i would say that i think you know just in general startup terms i think the biggest thing is you know making sure you have you know a fantastic product market fit i think it's the biggest thing is making sure your product is or service is, is totally unique and you have a really strong product market fit you'll bring investment and that will um, help you scale as well i touched on earlier it's one of our difficulties or one of the barriers we're trying to overcome is, is you'll bring in the right people you know, in a startup, talent is so, so important. And if you bring in the right people, they can help transform your business and help you get to that next level. And it's something that stuck with me. You know, when, I, when I was young, you know, I was 18, trying to start my first company, I, I was told to hire slow, fire fast. So you know, really take your time and make sure you're employing the right people. But if somebody comes into the business, it isn't a good, um, isn't a good fit, isn't a good culture fit, or isn't able to keep up with the speed and agility of, of the startup environment, you need to you know, fire them fast, you need to get rid of them, move on. Um, and you'll cut ties and you obviously it didn't work out but as a startup you can't carry people you need to bring in you've got the right talent and make sure everyone's delivering and that's something kind of we've through our, our whole sort of recruitment ethos is you know uh, hire slow fire fast and it seems to be working for us at the moment and we, we've got a fantastic team um, who do bring a lot a lot to the table and we certainly wouldn't be in the position we are we certainly wouldn't have grown as quickly as we have if it wasn't for the team that we have definitely I feel like team is one of the most important things that's come up quite a lot so that was really great thank you no problem but it's been an absolute pleasure learning a little bit more about the hospitality industry and epros hybrid and obviously i'm excited to see all the work that you do kind of helping businesses throughout the corona pandemic and then obviously you'll have your work out for you even more when it's over <laughs> yeah absolutely and um, we're really excited to kind of get going again i think most startups would be you know it's kind of the stage where you know we're kind of hunkering down and waiting for for those markets to come back and then we can we can all start growing because you know, in, in the startup 
environment that's what you want to do you want to grow and scale as quickly as you can so yeah we're excited for for the journey that lays ahead oh amazing thank you andrew and we'll make sure to follow it with you perfect thank you so much for having me it was great chatting thank you thanks andrew serial entrepreneur